0: What's up, everybody? This is Martin L. Mathis, and you're listening to the Outlaw Podcast. Oh! Why? Why, dogs? Why? Oh. Oh, no, no, no. You know we had to do it. We have to do it. Episode 3, welcome back to the Outlaw Podcast. Your host, as always, Martin L. Mathis. The lovely, the wonderful, the sexy. And today we're going to be talking about the national championship game against Alabama. And what a game, what a game, what a game. Um, Gosh, you know, I think they, they were saying it had been... 37, 38, something like forty years since the last time that we had uh, been, been, been in the running, you know, to get it. And uh, I think we've been one time since since we won it in the '80s, but uh, we we didn't win again. <clears throat> um. Wow, I just I'm just, you know, just sitting here thinking about um what all happened in that game. That was a, a crazy game, you know. And for everybody who who saw it, um, wow. You know, we started out just destroying Alabama in the first half. Defense was on on top of everything. Um, so bad that Nick Saban changed his quarterback. Nick Saban changed his QB. Um right there the man was shooking. the man was shaking them dogs was in that man's ass and he didn't have anywhere to go and he was he was just he was so worried that his quarterback was going to throw it away that he he swapped him out to the to the second string guy who was a freshman and turned out to be a bad little mama jammer um that guy, I can't remember his name, but um, I think he was number number 13. I know who number 12 was. Everybody knows who number 12 was on Alabama's team. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But um, when that guy came out, can you imagine coming out and uh, he throws a pick, um, like first first out, second out, and, um, you know, just, just didn't let it phase him at all. And, and just just goes in there and uh, every time they would do a close-up of his face there was just it was just so icy so so emotionless the guy was just in you know he he, he reminded me of like a war movie when you see that when you see those guys who are just like burr you know and just not moving or not saying anything and they're just you know ready to go um you know all strapped up in his in his chin strap and everything and um he just you know hats off to the to the to the tide or whatever. Again, 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 again. And whatever. You guys stole another one from us. Don't think we uh, haven't have forgotten about it, you know. Um, this one was supposed to be for the SEC championship. And it's – I don't think that it was ever considered a rivalry before because everyone would just say, you know, oh, Alabama would just steamroll over Georgia, but – um, especially with the change in the coaching that Georgia has done, um, and I don't think that it'll last long because I don't think that Nick Saban's going to be around much longer. Um, I think he's getting close to to retirement. I, um, he tied uh, Bear Bryant's <clears throat> excuse me Bear Bryant's record this with this championship, I believe. And um, I, I think Nick's the type of guy. He'll he'll he won't go just one over. I think he'll try and get uh, another one but um definitely definitely we're we're seeing we're in the last years of uh of Nick Saban but you'll see Nick Saban go out on top um he'll he'll retire at at one of his one of his celebrations for his national championship wins again 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 but as a georgia fan we're just going to Put, put this thing back together and uh still a lot of good players coming back. Jacob Fromms, you know, just a badass. One of my favorite uh players. I'm not sure if he's a senior or not. I think he is. But uh the kicker is just awesome. Um, you know, kinda like Ricky Berkowitz or uh, you know, from now on I'm just gonna call him super bad because he could have probably probably been in that movie, um, as the Fogle Fogel guy or Muhammad. <laughs> Oh, but uh, just drops a uh, a fifty-one yard field goal. I mean, what a badass! That guy is definitely definitely welcome to eat at my house anytime. Um, and uh, of course, you had uh, Sonny Michelle just destroying people. Um, there was a couple couple really just damaging runs where he just runs over uh, linemen and. That was that was very impressive because uh, usually running backs are kind of the more stockier, shorter guys on the team, and um, a lot of people um, would think like that they can't really take a hit or give a hit, and they're dead wrong because little guys like that. That and I say little guys. He's not a little guy, but compared to the six nine center or something, you know, <clears throat> he can uh, he can really dish out some some hurt. So honestly. The whole game was great. Um, it was great football. It was really awesome to to see everyone kind of uh, give it back and then take a little bit. You know, um, I when you get to a national championship, I feel like you should have a game that's a little more than just one team runs away with it. Which is what used to happen a lot in the past, if you remember back before they started this playoff system. The uh, the BCS would just pick, like, uh, two teams to go to the National or they would do the rankings and the top two teams would go. And you'd wind up with, with, like, Alabama versus Notre Dame or uh, uh, Alabama versus Clemson or just these, these huge powerhouse teams taking on teams from the Big Ten or Pac-12 or whatever the hell and, you know, the, the Sun Belt or different things like that. And... Come on, you know um, it's just not the same level of football. You know, even inside of Division One, you still have so many layers. You know, um, you have places like uh, like Troy State, which is Division One, and like um, you know Mercer University is Division One, and I don't think they have a football team, but they have a basketball team. You know, uh, Division One athletic program, but they're not on the same level with the University of Georgia as far as funding. Now, you know, not just creating the talent of the people on those um, or that that work in those institutions, but it's just not quite the same level of uh, of, of 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 play. You know, quite honestly, you're just not going to get the same the same level of play because there's just quite frankly not um, you know like the, the the powerhouses of the d1 uh, set up you know they go all the way around the around the country finding the best recruits so you know a lot of your money that goes into recruiting the other the other um, teams don't have and also just the name, um, recognition, you know, with Alabama. His, his recruiting budget's probably pretty good, but it's probably not as much as people would think, just simply for the fact that everybody wants to play for a team and win a national championship. So if you want to do that, <clears throat> and you're a, a high school kid and, and you're trying to figure out who I need to send and really push on to to try and get picked up by and who to, who to play for, then you're most likely going to be looking at Alabama, or you're going to be looking at uh, Florida State University, or you're going to be looking at Florida. Um, I, you know, I keep saying a lot of Southern schools, but these are the people that are winning the national championship. So a lot of times that advertises for um, for itself, and these guys are getting you know great recruits. The rest of the schools aren't. So I'm not sure what what would what would need to happen because it's it's just not the same not really that fair uh um I know we were, we've been talking about the the college football um championship but you know going back to um one of the bowl games I'm not sure it was Auburn and uh um University of Central Florida and University of Central Florida was undefeated but they weren't ranked number 1 <clears throat> Why did they not rank them number one? Well, they probably don't play the same level of teams that other teams that were higher than them, such as Georgia or Alabama or Clemson, would play and beat, even though they were undefeated. Now, if we're doing that, it's not really fair, in my opinion, because you're you're all, you're you're already saying. By doing that that there's different levels in the division one so if there are different levels of division one then maybe in football we need to divide it up a little more um, not necessarily the case in basketball because this doesn't take quite as much um, money to run those programs <clears throat> you have a lot less people involved a lot less staff involved but with football, should teams also and schools also that are Division One, and I know it's got a lot to do with the size, but I'm talking about the actual size um, of the of the program based on a number of factors. You know, not just from the number of players, but possibly from the money that goes into it, and uh, a, a lot of things. You know, the number of staff available and et cetera, et cetera. Because why? Why would? Why, how can we have a team go undefeated, <clears throat> and no other team goes undefeated, and they're not number one? They they get put in a bowl game. Didn't we do all of this that we've done? The, 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 isn't that what the playoffs were for in the first place? Was to get rid of the BS and and just to settle it the old fashioned way? You know I don't understand why. They weren't placed, and, and I think it's the top four teams go to this uh, this this semifinals. They should have at least been in the top four, and they they've proven themselves. You know, they beat they beat Auburn in their bowl game, and uh, quite soundly. If I'm not mistaken, it wasn't a, a runaway game or anything of but but they pulled it off. So if they're beating SEC teams, Auburn beat Georgia. You know, so think about that. You've got a team that's playing for the national championship that was beaten by a team that, or excuse me, you have a team playing for the national championship that was beaten by a team that was also beaten by an undefeated team. So technically, University of Central Florida should have probably been at that game, I kind of wish they were it would have been more fun. I think that Georgia would have had a better chance i I think that the national championship game should have been um well, you can't really say that you can say i wish I think that in the playoffs I think that that Clemson was overranked. I think that University of Central Florida should have should have took Clemson's spot um or um I think that was. Yeah, that was everybody. So, are we going to get it right? You know, um, why why do we still have undefeated teams that aren't given a chance to prove themselves in the playoffs? It's silly. That was the whole point we did it. They're the only undefeated team in the whole NCAA college football bracket. So, that's one thing. Um That's interesting about this past season. Just kind of do a little wrap up here of the uh, of everything college football because it's done with now. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to hear about it. Georgia fans are going to be uh, abusing alcohol for a little while. But at the end of the day, it's it's not a bad loss. I know that's a weird thing to say when you you know any loss is a bad loss and whatever but back to the to the national championship here um what well, i mean we dominated the 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 juggernaut for the whole game they never alabama never led that game nick sabin looked like he was going to shit his pants the whole game um even when he walked out i'm not sure if this will, in fact, be his last game, I don't think it will be. But there was something different about Nick Saban uh, at, the, at the national championship. And I'm not sure what it was. He looked like he was going to – I mean, and I'm not just saying this now. I've been kind of uh, joking around. But but on a serious note, he looked like he was going to cry <clears throat> for, for when he first came out. And at a couple spots during the game – and I don't mean cry as in you know old boo hoo in the corner and just well up and you know and just curl up, but he, he looked a little teary eyed, and and I don't know if it was emotion, if it was just his allergies or or what or what, but he he definitely was was didn't look like didn't look like the Terminator, didn't look like the usual no no bullshit Nick Saban, so. Not sure what's going on there. Um, You might actually see uh, a Nick Saban retirement. I don't think so because, like I said, I think he tied the record um, with Bear Bryant. Nick's the type of guy, Saban's the type of guy that he's going to want to break that record. So he's probably going to go for one more national championship. And aside from this new rivalry that's been created, aside from everything, it it is really incredible when you look at Nick Saban's career uh, at Alabama. How many coaches can honestly say from the time that they've walked in to the time that they left that they have produced the absolute best and championship not only in in um, trash talk, you know, hype, <clears throat> but in actual actual silver? How many coaches can show up at a program, turn it around, fire it up, turn it into a, an absolute football juggernaut that just people people shake at the name of Alabama these days when they when they hear their face in them. How, how many coaches can say that? There's a few spread out across history, but right now in the NCAA there's there's no one that can touch Nick Saban, except for one person, and he just got started. And I I really think that you will see this this Alabama feud escalate. Now, when Nick retires, I'm sure that um, there'll be someone within the Alabama system um, that will that will take over because they're going to want to keep whatever magic is in the system still on the table, but it'll fade um, because Kirby Smart's a new dog in town. And that man, that boy's crazy. Um, For all the Mark Rick people out there, I don't, you know, you can't sit here and say that if Mark Rick wouldn't have been let go and we would have kept him, that we would have made that game – and, and been able to play at the national championship at all, I don't think we would have because to get there, we had to go through a two a double overtime victory to get there. <clears throat> and when it, when it came down to it, Mark Rick was a great coach, great person, a good role model. But when we really needed to pull through and to really come out the other end, And to really make those next level plays, it just didn't happen. And I don't know if it was him or Mike Bobo or or whatever. You know, there's a million people with a million different answers about that. But at the end of the day, Kirby Smart's been at the job two years and we've already went to and damn near won our first national championship since the 80s. So, maybe change is a good thing. After the game uh, that we played, you know, that was some of the most the, the most incredible and awesome football that I I believe I've ever seen from from Georgia in a long time. I don't think I've ever seen it honestly. Um, this that was just really really incredible display. And uh, everybody that ever that played on that team and, and was a staff member or participated in making that uh, making that trip, you know, you guys kicked ass. I don't care what anybody says, and it was an absolute pleasure to watch. Um, I was very proud as a as a Georgia fan, but also as a Georgia native. You know, that G on the side is more than just a just a school. You know, you representing the state and everything, and it's just badass. You know, to see how well Georgia was represented um very classy and just a just a great 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 display of, of uh athleticism but uh as for the uh as for the Alabama field goal kicker <coughs> i have a little bit of advice for you my friend get whatever belongings you have pack up everything you've got and move out of the state because after missing that last field goal there's going to be people waiting at his house to find him uh to to beat him up for that because they could have they could have drained that uh extra point or that that no, was a field goal and and won the game and um everybody I know uh I, I was watching and, uh, you know, it's a field goal. It was a, they had ran the ball out to get it lined up straight and everything, you know, straight shot down the field and, you know, I think it was like a 30, 40-yard, 30, 35-yard field goal. Not not too bad. Hooks it. Oh, it was terrible. It was just like the – it was not quite as bad as the first field goal in the game, which was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Um. So that guy is definitely, you know, when, when he missed it, uh, everybody went went absolutely crazy. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. We kicked ours. Um, I think his name is Blankenship, put on a field goal seminar. So all in all, it was a great, great day for the dogs and, after uh after a hard hard loss like that you just gotta you just gotta go back to the practice field and and uh just get back on use that hunger use that that anger and uh and just just pay yourself for it well that's all for this episode thank you for tuning in